Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vin. Hi, Road to Growth listeners. Today, we got a fun one. We got on a rare occasion that we have a person on here that has two last names. Jeremy, I do? no, actually, two first names. There you go. Sorry, one of my confused right there. Jeremy Ryan Slate. Thank I'm you. For it, bro. No. <laughs> well, I was thinking Ryan. I think, and then I was like, I think I've heard that as a last name before. And then I was like, no, no, you just, I don't know what you're on. Um, but before we got on mic, we were talking a little baseball, and you know, I, I mean. Well, and it makes me want to talk about the the hyphen now, man. One of my good friends, Ryan Roland Smith, that used to pitch for the Padres, man. <laughs> oh gosh, man. Well, I mean, or not the I'm Padres, old. the uh, the Mariners. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like Ryan Roland Smith, I don't know. but I mean, a huge uh, homer, Padres homer. So, um, if you ask me, it doesn't matter what year it was. It could be the year that we got. Uh, I think we got like 60 wins like that. I was like, hey, we got a chance. If this works out, this works out, this works out. And I think that's the same kind of that Homerism is the same thing. You probably help a lot of people out because you get people on podcasts. You find kind of like the positive in any scenario that they have and go, okay, Mm -hmm. sell yourself, tell your story, find that positive, be the Homer of your life. Yeah, no, I I would, I would agree with you, man. And, And it's funny, like, I I don't intentionally have two first names. My my parents actually named me after a cowboy actor named named Jeremy Slate. So like I couldn't get found in Google for like years. So I started using my middle name just so I could get found in Google search, which is especially when you're thinking like like online branding. Like it's it's something we really have to think about. Like is our name similar to someone else's if we're going to stand out? Like these are just things you got to think of, you know? Oh, I've had it recently. Probably well, I don't know how recently, but if maybe two out of the last like ten uh, podcasts. But two of the male people that I interviewed uh, had a same name as a woman, uh, like actress. The other one had a woman author. And it was very difficult because you're just like, that's probably hard when you're Googling your name right there to have that come across. So, yeah, I could, that's very smart that you went that direction. Well, let, let me jump into this, make it quick yeah, and man. simple, catch, catch everyone up with today. What's your elevator pitch? Someone goes, hey, Jeremy, what do you do? How would you describe yourself? So we help people to make a bigger impact and become the go-to in their space by helping them appear on top-rated podcasts as guests. So that's that's really what we do at Command Your Brand. And it's not just an idea of, okay, I'm going to help you get on the podcast, but you've had your own podcast for the I mean, last couple, I mean, four years now, I think. Yeah, we start. We started in 2015. Um, I, I had been through a lot of like entrepreneurial things that didn't work out. Um, I had become really good at losing a lot of money, and uh, I kind of started the podcast as a last ditch effort. I made a list of the top 100 people I really admired. Reached out to a lot of them, and surprisingly, had a, a lot of good success. You know, in our first two years, we had Grant Cardone on the show. Uh, we had Robin Sharma. We've we've had a lot of you know incredible people I've gotten the chance to talk to. And, um, you know, from that, I've learned a lot of the, the, the great things that make someone a good guest. And, um, you know, my wife, that has been in the PR space for, gosh, like 10 plus years now at this point. So what we've really managed to do is put a PR spin on, on podcasts so that you're, you're getting branding, positioning and learning how to tell a better story. Because when you're, you're looking at what we're doing here in the podcast world, it's, it's narrative and story driven. So it's how you communicate and, and, and really how you get people to, to humanize with you. I think that's the bigger, bigger part of this. Well, and, and you, I mean, again, behind the curtains, we talked about before we got a mic, you asked me to go, how can I make this the, the best podcast uh, ever? 
I go just be, being honest, being truthful. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and you can get that feeling when someone's lying or they're trying to sell you something. And I, and I've had, you yeah. know, to be transparent. I've had some of those episodes where you're, and, and I'm pushing back on the person. I'm just like, tell me the truth. I mean, cause if I was listening to right here, I want to know that you've, you've gone through this, that you've deal with yeah. heartache, you deal with headache. Cause it doesn't matter who you are. You've gone through some, something. It might be not as big as someone else, but you've gone through something. Yeah. And, and I think for me too, like, and, and you've probably found this as like a host, like the things that are really tough are the ones that you're like, man, I feel like this person has said that in that exact cadence and exact way, like oh, a God. thousand times, like you're not really here with me and communicating. Yeah. And, and I think it, there's a lot of magic in that when you can really get into a story um, and sometimes talk about it in a different way. Right. Because, you know, you know, we're talking about the road to growth here on other yeah. shows. We could be talking about you know, different aspects, which are, which are going to dive in a different way. So people come looking for different things and you may be the person that time to communicate to them in a way that they need, that's going to help them do that next thing, right. That's going to help them, you know, become, you know, maybe the, the biggest name in the, in, in their real estate world or, you know, get to the next level in their company or whatever it may be. But you have to think about like real communications. What does that? Yeah. And I think that's difficult for even in sales and anything else you're doing we don't want to sound stupid. I think for the most part, people yeah. don't want to sound stupid. And so they have like an idea in their head of what they're going to say. So someone asks the question and they won't listen to the full question. They'll basically listen to a word and they go, okay, I can correlate this to that. And now, okay, let them finish. And now I'm going to tell basically my bullet points about that topic. You know, what's funny is that as an interviewer, I used to do that a lot. And I don't know if you found this. You like, somebody yeah. says something you're like, oh gosh, now I'm going to ask them blank. Like I, I found the thing I had to do for myself and, and you can't really do this as an interviewee because it's hard. Um, but as an interviewer, like I take a lot of notes. So what I tend to do is like when somebody says something, I'll be like, oh good. Okay. So I want to ask them about blank. Let me take a note so they can get back to that and keep listening. Because if yeah. you listen, like, like I, I, I listen to, to the Joe Rogan experience a lot and, and Joe's really good at listening to his guests. Yeah. And I, I find when you listen to shows that are really, really good, it's because they have that aspect of listening to the person that's talking to them. So, yeah, it, it kind of goes right along what you're saying. Like, like the bigger spill, skill to communicating is actually listening, really. Oh, I think it's I, I totally agree with you. I mean, especially if if you have a person that goes on a long tangent and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's a great idea. I'm curious about this. Wait, I want to dive deeper in this one. I wanna, and so sometimes I'll write notes about, OK, I got to put this, 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 and hopefully try to come back to those points. Uh, but yeah, no, it can definitely be difficult. Well, let's rewind a little bit. Sure, man. You were a, a young, a young Jeremy. I mean, when you were younger, when you were a child, podcasting was not really out there. So, what were you doing? Were you selling uh, online? Were you making phone calls? I mean, how are you? Just an outgoing personality. Who was a young Jeremy? Uh, not an outgoing personality. First of all, um, I like. I am the big. I, I was always the biggest uh, introvert. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the mid eighties. So like, you know, that was kind of like, you know, we had our 286 computers where you'd type in W I N at the MISDOS prompt to get in the windows and like stuff like that. We dial up internet, man. I remember those days. So like going online and doing a podcast, like that wasn't even in, in my, my, you know, kind of thought process. Um, I have been a podcast listener since like 2007, 2008, when people took a lot of like audio books that are in the public domain, read them and called it a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like I've listened for a really, really long time. It's been something I've really enjoyed. But for me, I'm, I'm, I've always been an academic and, and a super nerd. So I, you know, I studied ancient history. Were you going to say something? 
No, 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 please. Uh, oh, okay. I, 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 I saw the deep breath. I was ready, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard the idea of super nerd. I was like, okay, tell me more about this, but you're going into it. So I love it. Let's, let's talk about it. So I took, I took Latin for 12 years. And I guess that's what happens when you start at Catholic school. You just kind of keep taking Latin. So I took Latin for, you know, undergrad, uh, grammar school, high school, undergrad, graduate. Like I took a lot of Latin, um, studied a lot of history. I was always a big, big reader. Um, so I've, I've always been somebody that's very even interested in academics. And the other part of me that doesn't align at all is I've been a competitive powerlifter. I competed in the 192 class, um, where I squatted 705, uh, deadlifted 635, benched 455, uh, none of which I can do now in my mid thirties cause I weigh a lot less. Um, but you know, the, it was this kind of interesting, you know, way I, I was kind of these two different people, right? I was this power lifter on one side and then the super nerd on the other side. And the real goal for me was to be a college professor. So I got, uh, you know, I went and got my undergrad, got my master's, studied in Europe, kind of did all that stuff. And I came out and I had applied to one PhD program and I didn't get in. And it's interesting because you feel like if you really wanted to do something like that, you would have applied to a lot more PhD programs than just one. So, you know, I, I came out of school and ended up actually teaching um, at a private school after um, I came out in 2011. And I had been, that was a really bad job economy. So during the day I was painting houses with an old school house painter at night, I was managing the gym. So I was working 15, 16 hours a day, ran into a, a priest friend of the family. And he was like, Hey, you know what? You want to teach at the Catholic school we have here. You don't need any degree or training or anything else. So I did that for about two years. And I was just super burnt out, man. Cause just, I, I've got there and I'm like, I spent my whole life trying to do something like this and I'm just not very happy doing it. And, you know, it was around 2012, my mom had a stroke and it kind of made me look at a lot of different things I was doing. So I quit my job and tried to figure out what to do, tried a lot of different businesses, which, you know, by 2015, it took me into podcasting. There was three years of trying to figure it out, man. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, things to take away from there. Let's, so let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. I gave you the okay. short-winded version too. <laughs> yeah. So, so talking about being a super nerd. Okay, yeah. with the idea of studying, um, going to school, being, you also breezed over the idea that you studied in uh, Europe too? Yeah, I, I studied New College, Oxford. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I was able to study, not in, in Oxford, but I studied in the, uh, the UK also. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's yeah definitely fantastic. So <clears throat> when did you become, I guess, would you classify yourself as an outgoing personality now? Or was that a transition if it did? Or what happened there? So... That's why podcasting was kind of perfect for me because at first I did an audio only podcast where I couldn't see the other person and, and whatever. So it was just kind of like talk, like kind of like talking on the phone. So that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, the, the, well, I guess back it up even further is, um, you know, uh, first business I went into is network marketing. Um, didn't know what that was. So I thought it was actually like getting a job and, uh, did pretty well at that because I was willing to just like talk to a lot of people after that I sold life insurance. So, you know, you sell life insurance, man, you're making hundreds of phone calls a day. So eventually like the communication stops hurting, if that makes sense. And you're kind of forced to be outgoing and then even doing a podcast, like you're talking more and communicating more. So just the fact that I had to communicate, you know, has helped me to become more outgoing, but I wasn't originally that way. It's just the process of like, you know, showing up and having to do it every day. Eventually it becomes a skill, right? Yeah. It's like putting a, a, a making a, a catalyst on you kind of thing. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the best, the best way to explain it. Yeah. I mean, I did that for, for cold calling and it was like, over time, you're just like, oh my gosh, I, I need this. I need to do this. Like, it's so easy. Uh, yeah, like you talk to other people that are afraid of the phone and you're like, damn, man, just make more phone calls. It won't hurt as bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep doing it. 
now what was that process like of kind of converting from uh, introvert to an extrovert did you see the effects in your own personal life or how did that that go well it's it's interesting and you, you've probably seen this in your business like kind of the the, the more you're willing to communicate the more good things come your way yeah. Um, so like, because I was willing to talk to more people because I was willing to work through it and it's not like it was easy. You know what I mean? That's, you know, you initially start doing it and you know, the phone feels like it's a hundred pounds and you know, kind of the more you do it, the more cow, the more that callus grows, the more you're able to do it. But at the same time, like opportunities, you wouldn't think come your way, right? Like I've gotten, I've spoken on stages all over the, all over the, the country and all over Europe. I've never pitched for a stage, right? Like, but I've had people ask me because I'm willing to talk and communicate and say, Hey, what do you want? And how can I help you? You know, what's happening? And so through that process, um, I feel like I've become a lot better version of myself of, of being able to communicate better, talk better, and, and also create opportunities that you wouldn't think would be there. Because I, I don't know if you found this as well. Like I find the best opportunities come when I just communicate with somebody without like trying to sell them something, if that makes sense. Like those are the best connections I've made. Yeah, I think I mean, having those conversations, I mean, also too, you have to realize that most of the people, I mean, that are not necessarily people that are listening. I mean, some of the people that are listening, but a lot of people out there have their own life. And the things that they are doing right now are important to them, right? And so you have to find a reason why what you're doing is important to them, mm -hmm. right? So it's having those conversations coming from value. And I think and offer, offering that value and they go, okay, you know what, Jeremy, he has value for me. I'm going to basically keep this conversation going and dive a little deeper and see if he can help me out with this, with this show or that show or whatever it might be. I mean, were these conversations, these conversations you were having, this was directly on the podcast and from the podcast you were getting on stage and kind of go from there, correct? Yeah, that's, that's, I'd, I'd have a great conversation with somebody, you know, like we ended up talking about like, you know, you know, baseball or life or what, or, or, or football or building a business, whatever it may be. And it's like, it's interesting because those times when you hit it off with somebody like, man, you gotta, you gotta come like speak to my group or, you know, I got this great event, event happening. You should do it. Or we should do this joint venture together. Like, it's just kind of when you have that real communication with somebody now, like, I, I don't mean like, like, and I don't know about you, for me, I avoid conversations with people like, Hey, can I pick your brain? Because a lot of times I find it's going to mean is I'm going to be telling people way too much information. That's you know, they, they should be paying for, but at a certain time it's finding real ways to communicate and also knowing what that line is for you. Like if, if somebody's just trying to pick your brain and often doing it, like you should attach a monetary value to that. So it's like, you know, valuing yourself, but valuing real communication. That's a really hard thing to explain by the way, <laughs> but it's like something you learn how to do over time. I mean, for, for, for myself, I look at it. If, if they ask for my time, I basically give my number and tell them to do a task of, hey, email me, send me a text tomorrow or whatever it might be to see if they're actually real and they actually are going to come through on it. Yeah. And then that's a good idea, man, like a barrier to entry. Yeah. Barrier to entry. And then from there, I, I'll go, OK, I'll give one free session. Mm -hmm. I give them a taste of it. And then if, if, if it needs more than that, then we'll kind of talk about how we can kind of have a reciprocal relationship. But yeah, I've seen so many people. I actually had a, a person on the podcast the other day, and he was talking about the idea that he was in a networking group with this uh, a bunch of investors. Mm -hmm. And this old-time investor needed someone to help him out with social media, online presence, things like that. And he's accumulated a lot of properties. He knew the everything that was going on. <clears throat> the guy, I guess, his, gave his number to like 20 people or 20-some people, whatever. And only two people actually called him up and followed through. 
And one person basically went by the wayside after two weeks. The other one, the guy in the podcast, was able to work with for a year and then got all these nuggets. Now he has like an investment partner, all these kind of things. Because most people say they want to do something, but they ne actually never do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting, too, because I think like tying that barrier entry to it or, you know, tying money to it or some way makes somebody like feel like, a, like they at least have to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, if, totally. if there's more than just like passive receiving of information, then like you, you people hold themselves to a higher standard as, as crazy as that is. It, you know, it isn't about the money, it's about the commitment. It's about like the fact that you're forced to be on the other end and accountable for something, too. Well, and you have to bring, I think, some kind of validity to who you are. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, let's jump back to, to you when you started your podcast, right? You were a salesperson when I first started. Mm -hmm. Where did you get the idea of putting a podcast together and going, you know what? People are going to want to listen to me. I'm going to basically put this out there. I mean, what was your mindset at that time? Well, it was from doing it poorly the first time. Like my first podcast I started in 2014 was called Rock Your Life. Um, and, and I did the thing that like no one else should do where I started a show without even looking up if somebody else had the name. So like mm -hmm. I got a cease and desist and then I had to like spell the name wrong. So, so then I could use the name, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was like rock your life. You are instead of Y O U R. And it was just, it was bad, man. Like there wasn't value in it for anybody else. Like I, I hadn't really like thought it out. Like I was doing episodes the night before I did them rather than like thinking with a content calendar and things like that. So the, the way I did it better was by doing it bad at first. And I, and I think a lot of people are afraid to suck at something and that's going to keep them from ever, you know, growing or doing that next thing or, or doing something bigger. You, you got to be okay with sucking at something first, man. Um, I, I think too often we're, we're sold with this idea of, you know, follow your passion and, and, you know, um, you know, be the greatest you can be at something, which is true. But if you want to do those things, you're going to have to suck at something a little bit first. And that's kind of what that that first version of my podcast was. So I quit that after about three months. And then it wasn't until 2015 that I started Create Your Own Life. So it was that that I was like, okay, you know, I still really love the podcast world and the podcast space. Um, but I, I did something that wasn't so good at first. And it taught me a lot about what not to do. So then when I launched it the, the second time around, it was like, okay, so I'm going to take all this action I can to get it in front of people, which means, you know, emailing, texting. Um, grabbing people's phones and helping them subscribe, like whatever I had to do to get it out there. And also saying, you know, what's the worst that can happen when we reach out to the biggest names I can think of and see how it goes. You, you know what I mean? Those are two really important things. What was your, what was your why around it? I mean, did, what, did it have any correlation to what was going on with your mom at the time? It, the, the why behind it, honestly, for me, like, um, is I had done okay at network marketing, but I quit. I had done okay at life insurance, but I quit. Um, I, <laughs> tried to sell products on Amazon and ended up giving my promo code to too many people. So I, I actually uh, ran negative instead of actually making money. So it was kind of like, all right, well, what's the worst that can happen? I think I need to learn some more. So who do I want to learn from? So really that's where it came from was me wanting to be a student and wanting to learn. Cause I looked at it. I'm like, well, what have I been good at in my life? Well, I've been really good at going to school. All right. So how can I keep doing that? And that, that's honestly as, as sad as it sounds, that's where the podcast came from because I approached it more with a student mindset. Um, I think that the, quality of the content we created was really, really good because I wasn't creating it for, you know, the reason other than learning and having others learn along with me. Then you start the second podcast a little while later, or, and from there, I mean, was it still the intention? I just want to learn. Well, the, the, the first podcast rock your life was really just, I'm going to make myself famous. And that's why it was horrible. Um, the second one was really, you know, I'm going to learn. And that's where create your own life. The current, the current show came from, because it was like, 
I want to learn from world-class individuals. And you find the more you talk about ideas, the more, um, you know, originally it was people that created their own life. And then it was people that created their own life at a world-class level. And now I'm realizing it's just world-class performers and, and people that, you know, have big ideas and things like that. So it's, it's ideas grow over time. And it's, it's really helped me to talk to some cool people and learn from them. Coming from the, the, I guess the mindset of the first one being, I want to be famous to, okay, I want to learn. Right. Yeah. Do you, did you see a, I guess a difference in the quality of the, of the podcast? I know you had a lot of hiccups and, and headaches through that process, yeah. but do you think just the intention of it changed the way you, your podcast came out? Well, your approach changes because initially it's all about you and then it becomes all about others. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when it's about yeah. learning, it becomes about others. And, um, and I don't know, like I found for me, like when it, when you try and involve more people, you take more responsibility. So that means better design. It means better format. It means better miking. Like my first, my first show, man, it was me talking to my, um, iBook G4. That was before they even made MacBooks without a microphone. So it was like, it sounded like, uh, the, the teachers on Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. So it's like, you know, I took more responsibility and, and tried to approach things more as a professional. And I think professionalism is something we can take home in any part of our life, you know, whether it's as a salesperson, whether it's as a, a marketer, a teacher, a realtor, whatever it may be. If whatever you do, if you try to be a professional at that thing, you're generally going to have a bigger impact with it. Well, when did you look at this, this platform that you're building? And go, okay, you know what? I can help others get on other podcasts or and yet help others basically use what I've learned here to kind of grow their brand. Well, initially it was I started doing podcasts for other people. Um, okay. So like we started building podcasts for them. And one of the things we were doing in doing that was uh, putting them on other shows to like launch them and get them out there and get them known, right? Because it makes sense. Like if you're starting a podcast, you would want to be on other podcasts so that you can, you know, grow your listener base and things like that. So it was one of the things we were doing to launch it. And our clients at that time were super busy business owners and CEOs. And they were like, um, I love doing this part of it, but this part takes me less time and I'm making a bigger impact doing it. So we actually ended up, um, you know, partnering with a, with another podcaster. Um, my wife and I ended up partnering with another podcaster to, to start a, a company where we got people booked on podcasts and we did very, very well in our first nine months. Um, we did multiple six figures. We booked thousands of shows, but we basically didn't get along. And um, that, that company ended up shutting down. And while we were figuring out um, kind of where to go from there, I had to continue to try and like keep operations going before we could even form Command Your Brand. So we, we formed Command Your Brand in November of 2017. Um, after, you know, running a previous company until September that year, having no revenue for, for basically three months and me figuring out how to pay the staff and everything else, why we rebranded as this new company and the previous partner left. But it was initially the, the first business was we did podcasts. We had a co-founder and we did uh, in, in a podcast booking firm. It did pretty well. It fell apart and I had to try and manage to, to keep it together to build a new company. You said you couldn't get along. So that was the old partner was you. And you also said your wife was working with the company too. So was it your partner yeah. and a wife? Yeah. So there was three of us in the company okay. and um, it just, we just butted heads. You know, we had different directions we wanted to go and things and we had grown fast. Like I said, we did multiple fixed six figures in our first six months, but it like basically, you know, he was here, my wife and I were here and we just couldn't see eye to eye on where, what the direction we wanted things to go in the future. So we had to, 
it took us a little bit to figure out how to end things off amicably, but we eventually did. But during that time, we, we had to still manage to make money. So we, we started moving towards um, Command Your Brand, which we finally started running in November of 2017. And, and since then, we've, you know, built a, a sizable team and, and booked clients on thousands of shows. But that was a hard process, man, because you have to figure out, um, do I want to leave good enough for what could be better or, you know, uh, where things are going from there? <sighs> From your first podcast to the second podcast, you got mm -hmm. a better idea of what I need to do. You changed kind of the why of the, the podcast from that podcast to your current brand, right? Mm -hmm. What were the learning things? What were the things you changed to, to make it better? In terms of from the first company to the second? Yeah. yeah. We started focusing more on storytelling. And I find that that's really the biggest part of it. Like, how do you tell a story to make an impact? How do you position yourself with the right people? How do you um, create better partnerships? So that was really the biggest thing is we 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 started looking more at that. And, and we also did what I learned the second time around in my podcast. And we tried to look more at professionalism. Like, how can we do this as professionalism? So it became more about the right, clean type of branding. It became more about building an expert team, having training, having, you know, job positions written up. So like, we're very structured in how we operate as a company. And that wasn't previously what we've done. So it really allowed me to pro, uh, approach what I was doing more as a professional. And I love the company I have now. And I never would have had that company before, right? But you have to be willing sometimes to leave what you have um, to create something better. And, and that's a scary thing to be able to do, man, because we were making decent money. Um, but you know, we, we never would have been doing what we're doing now. So it's, it's helped us to, to build a better team, be more professional and, you know, put clients first. What do you think that was a driving force to go towards that idea? Like you said, I mean, you're giving away basically an income source Yep. to go towards something that could be better yet. That's a, that's pretty scary. I think for a lot, a lot of people listening, right? Oh, it's, absolutely, it's very scary. Yeah. So what, what was that driving force and saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I got to, I, I have to do this. Well, I, I kind of looked at it and, and I saw that my income was really going to be finite in this current position. Right. Um, and if I wanted to, to grow it exponentially, I was going to have to take a huge haircut. But I, th I think a lot of people see that when they're going from working a company to starting their own business or, you know, maybe moving from one company they founded to another. So I had to be willing. I, I, I kind of looked at it and I'm like, based on how we operate now, what I'm doing now, I'm never really going to make more money than I'm making now. And what I'm making now kind of sucks. So I had to I had to really decide how I was going to do that. So initially it was money motivated. It definitely was. Um, but if you want to take care of your family and be able to be philanthropic and things like that, you need, you need to make more money. It's just how it works. So that was kind of the initial motivation. And then we looked at a lot of what we did. So okay, and we said, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it better. You know, how can we do better here? How can we do better there? And that's something year after year, you know, since 2017, we've looked at every year. Like, how can we do this better than last year? How can we do this better than the previous year, the previous quarter, whatever it may be? And, you know, in 2021, we grew 71% um, over over 2020. In 2021, we uh, we we uh, grew. I'm trying. I'm trying to work this out in my head here. <laughs> in the years here, and I'm sorry. In 2020, we grew 71% uh, over 2019. In 2021, we grew 69% over 2020. So, like, we've been able to do a better job of what we're doing, but also been able to, to to scale at a high high number. So it's 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 been fun, man.
Where do you think that that scalability has been from? Has it been that because you have the system in place, is it hiring more people that it makes your onboarding's better? Or where is that scaling coming from? It's a few different things. Um, one of the things that you pointed out there is is, on, is onboarding being better. Like we've built more processes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is I've gotten really good at writing step-by-step -step processes. And since a lot of what we do is digital, we're doing like screen recording trainings, which is a big part of it because some things, if you tried to write it up in a, in a how-to, number one, it'd be confusing because it's written out and it'd probably be 50 pages. So we've, we've tried to write better processes, which has been one thing. And it's also been hiring more people. Um, you know, we have uh, 15 people in, in the States right now. And that's that's been a really important part of what's helped us to grow is having the right people that are good at what they do and 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 building really good processes. Like, you know, sales in, in 2018 was kind of a spray and pray approach. Now it's a very streamlined way that we do things and a streamlined process that a prospect comes through when they're going to work with us. Um, and our onboarding, we have a person in our company, their, their sole job is to help new clients onboard once they sign, once they, they sign and agree to be a client. So we've really tried to get better with building processes and also the customer journey. And that's been a, a, a big part of it, frankly. Where do you see the, the growth in, in yourself and your company in, in five years from now? Well, I see a lot of media shifting um, into, into this world of new media, right? Like um, I, I saw something this week that it said one episode of the Joe Rogan show does more than the prime time of CNN, MSNBC and Fox News combined. Um, and I, so I just think traditional media, whether it's TV or radio, whatever it may be, it's, it's shifting to YouTube. It's shifting to Rumble, to podcasts, to Netflix, whatever it is. And you know, we, I call that new media. So I think right now we're in podcasts and we're going to continue to be in podcasts, but I think we're going to be entering a lot of other media realms, um, you know, whether it's helping people with YouTube shows and things like that. But I, I think there's a lot of opportunity here to kind of create this new media landscape. It's it, there, There's a lot of cool things happening right now. You're only the second person I've had on the podcast that has brought up Rumble. Most people don't know about Rumble. We don't get huge traffic there, but it's another place to be, man. Like you yeah. got to be in a lot of different places to be found. And and once in a while, I talk about controversial subjects, so those episodes don't go on YouTube. You got to know the name of the, the rules of the game, man, to be able to play the game. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, if you're listening right now, I mean, it's definitely probably a good avenue to to get a Rumble account. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, even if you, I mean, I'll do it sometimes. Well, I'll put my content on YouTube and also post it on Rumble, and yeah. you'll get different eyes on it. So it's, it doesn't hurt. Well, and and even even too like. I don't know. It annoys me. People are saying, oh, YouTube banned me. It's like, all right, well, you know what they like and what they don't like. Find another place to post it that doesn't. So, like, we know what content we're going to put in what areas. And then you just got to know the rules of the game and play the game. Is there, um, I mean, of course, you learn a lot of things over your your, your many years of, of podcasting. If someone's listening right now, and they're looking to kind of start their own podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Are there t tidbits, nuggets that you provide to that person? So I would say professionalism first and foremost, like how can I do a really great job at what I'm doing? Um, you know, you don't have to have a studio mic like I do, but you know, have, have a, have a good microphone, have, have good lighting, um, you know, reach out and try to talk to the best people in your space that all they can tell you is no, you know what I mean? So it's like, be willing to do a lot of those things and set yourself up for professionalism. And I say the other thing is be willing to be in it for the long term. I find too many people are like, all right, I'm going to do 10 podcast episodes. And then if it doesn't move my brand forward, I'm going to quit. I tell people like be in this for a minimum of a year, man. Um, and it should support what else you're doing, right? It should support your business. It shouldn't, you shouldn't look at it to be your business. 
Um, you know, as I mentioned, Joe Rogan does more than than all of those different shows, primetime shows combined. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people are never going to do that. And that's fine. So it should support what you're doing and be something that creates that no like and trust factor, helps you build partnerships, helps you connect with people. You have to have that viewpoint on it, not like, all right, I'm going to start this and it's going to make me a million dollars. That's not the point. It can create a million dollars worth of opportunities if you're willing to find them and use them. But you have to look at it at how it's going to help you with what you're already doing. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they want that quick fix. They want that. I mean, going back What's to the diet industry exists, right, man? Sure. Everybody doesn't want to be fat. So they want to take a pill. <laughs> well, and you're, you're talking about and you talked about it when you were younger, right? When you were that introvert and, yeah. and trying to log on and you had the beep, 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 right? You try to log on. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, OK, well, I don't have Internet access for two seconds this website's not loading oh dude i'm the worst of that i don't know about you like on my phone if it's not like working i'm like swiping like why isn't it working and i remember oh man and dial up i would like go like do the dishes and come back and wait for the page to load oh yeah so so have the same idea when you're when you're putting something out there focus on dial up okay yeah. that's that should be the mindset that you should be having that's a t-shirt right there man focus on <laughs> dial up <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, if anyone's listening right now and, and they, they, they love your vibe, they, um, they want to hear more about you. They're thinking about, Hey, I want to grow my brand. What's the best way of them reaching out to you, going to your company website, whatever it might be and getting more information. Yeah. So, um, if you're looking to make a really big impact and, and really figure out how you can utilize the podcast space, you know, this past year it went over $1.7 billion in advertising sales, which is pretty cool. Um, so it is a fast growing space. There's a lot out there. And if you want to take advantage of that, but you haven't been able to figure it out, I put together a really good piece called the seven reasons you're not getting featured in your favorite podcast. It's going to give you all the basics you need to know. And you can get that over at crushitonpodcasts.com. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for, for being here. Uh, thank you for 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 being honest, and you can definitely tell your excitement. And some people, when they when they jump on mic, they're oh gosh, you got to kind of pull it out them. And sometimes they're realizing, okay, you know what? Twenty minutes into, I'm finally getting them to warm up a little bit. I'm good to go. But you can tell that uh, you've done this for a while. You have that vibe. You have that, that honesty. You give that that uh, necessity. And anyone listening right now, if you're looking to grow your brand, I mean, podcasts online videos things like that are the way to go it brings that comfort level and like you said jeremy when you're doing your onboarding you have so many videos right out there and a lot of these videos you probably did a year ago two years ago three years ago but people are still watching and gaining quality and information from those videos yep yep but, but guys please subscribe please share and, and go find jeremy Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.